On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are talking running backs. That's right, the running back position. We have one new face who could be knocking out a friendly face or two that we've uh, grown accustomed to. And are there guys that are on the bubble? Or is there someone specifically that's in a prove-it year? We'll see. We also bring on Bill Burt to talk about it. He is the sports editor for the Eagle Tribune. There's a great piece of trivia about him at the beginning as well. So uh, we get right into it. The conversation's so good with Bill that we get straight into it. So needless to say, it's a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's We are happy to be joined by Bill Burt. Bill is the sports editor at the Eagle Tribune. And fun fact, trivia question here for you. Nice little trivia answer for you. Bill is the only guy that has covered the Patriots through the entire Bill Parcells tenure into the entire Bill Belichick tenure. So uh, nice little feather in your cap there, Bill. Bill, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, if you need to make some money at the bar, that it work out. You might also want to ask, you know, I thought I was going to come on here to talk about Burlington baseball legends um, because, you know, I know a few of them, a few of them play with my son. And I, I thought, Ryan, that's why we were coming on here to talk baseball. But uh, let's go. Let's go. Pay <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, crazy story. Small world. And it's a good little age group here. Pat's got mm-hmm. three little ones. I'm 23 yep. and Bill's got Max who's playing with the Yankees. That must be cool. Obviously, you used to coach the Red Sox. That must Weird, no. Yes. Um, so I just talked to him a couple hours ago. So great story. He's 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 uh, you know Yankees are based in Tampa, so they stayed a little longer in Tampa um, because the Yankees said, "Hey, we're going to let you stay here the whole off season until we figure this out." And lo and behold, they, every team sent players home except the Yankees. Then a week later, two minor leaguers get the the virus, so then they all get sent back to their apartments for two weeks. Um, and then they say, leave, uh, go home. So the one thing they did do, and all of Major League Baseball, they paid the guys through the end of this month. So we're not sure what's going to happen after that. So he went from there to Houston, second round pick of his year, 2018, from the, the Houston, Texas area, bought a house. And uh, so Max and three other guys went, Yankees, all drafted the same year. They played in um, Charleston in their, high, their low A team. And then Max ended up got called up the last five weeks with the double-A squad. So he ended up in Trenton. But they all went to uh, Houston. And they are, I mean, to put it, he, he basically is facing, he's been doing live at-bats with Scott Casimir. I don't know if you know Scott or remember the name. Yeah. Former oh, yeah. pitcher for Tampa Bay. And Max is like, Max has had like 20 at-bats against him live at-bats. So he said it's the best 
crop of talent for the majors and minor leagues is right where he is in, in Houston with these guys. So, so that's our little connection. My son and then two of his best friends are from Burlington, and yep. both of them, both of them drafted. One's with um, the White Sox, Danny Metzdorf, and Chris Sharp, best hitter I've ever seen for a 13 to 15, 16 year old. He's in the Pirates. He was a Double A player. Maxson is tight. Talks to them probably once, twice a week. Each one of them. So. Wow. So cool. Everything yeah. comes full circle eventually. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So let's Great. get into it here. Obviously, we've been sure. breaking down some um, positional groups. We started with wide receivers, then we went with what did we do last week, Pat? Linebackers, and now we're on to the running backs. Bill, I'll open this up to you. I think it's an interesting group. Obviously, you know you have Sonny Michelle, who um, kind of ran his way to a Super Bowl title. You know, in, back in 2018. Um, obviously they were opening up some big holes for him up front, but I mean, somebody has got to run it in. Um, then they go out and they draft Damian Harris in the third round, a little bit of a head scratcher, but you know, when you see how they like to run their two back set, you know, it made, made a little sense. And Sonny's knees, uh, are always been a question. Then you factor in guys like James White and Rex Burkhead. Um, and now, you know, Brandon Bolden, who should make the team as a veteran guy. He was their kick returner last year who, I, I, you know, he didn't really do a great job. He didn't set them up for great uh-huh. success offensively in field position. And then they go out and they sign uh, undrafted free agent, JJ Taylor, the little guy. He reminds me a lot like Dion Lewis. I guess I'll start with you is, is kind of where they go from here and how many that you think they'll carry. So the, the big back to watch is uh, Rex Burkhead because yep. Rex is like a toy for a really good team. He's not really, I mean, if you're going to finish eight and eight, you, you don't really, at this point in his career, need a Rex Burkhead. So if the Patriots release him, I think that tells us a lot about what Belichick thinks of this team. If he keeps him, uh, like I said, it's about a $3 million cap hit. If he keeps him, I think Belichick likes this team more than a lot of us do. Um, you know, I'm more in the eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine area right now. I'm, I'm, I don't think Stidham's ready yet. I think he's going to be the guy. Uh, I don't maybe who starts the first or second game. It doesn't matter. But Stidham, they've seen enough of Stidham. They want Stidham. So takes me back to Sony Michelle. Very disappointing last year. Um, but you know what? The whole running game was disappointing. Look, guess who was out the entire year? Uh, James in. Devlin. And we've come in to in. realize James Devlin, as Bill Belichick said, as he retired. I mean. Bill Belichick has had about comments for about 10 players when they've left the Patriots. Devlin's was the most impressive and almost brought tears to our eyes. He basically said um, one of the greatest Patriots of them all. And in the five seasons he played every game, they won Super Bowls in three of them. And I think that's meaningful. So uh, they missed him. He's a mentality. Linebackers don't want to see him. Safeties definitely don't want to see him. If you look at the last touchdown, it was an outside linebacker. He just absolutely destroyed Sony Michelle's scores, and they win that game at another field goal. So I'm down. I think Sony Michelle showed what he is. If it's if he's got the blocking, he's a good back. If he's if he doesn't, he's just average. And I thought personally, I thought Belichick was going to maybe, and he could still do it, make a run at someone like Leonard Fournette. And the reason why I bring someone like him up is. He reminds me more of what the first dynasty was. Um, and, uh, you know, Corey Dillon um, and uh, it, Antoine, Smith. Antoine Smith, who I love. Yeah. So Antoine Smith, 
I mean, they paid him nothing. He won two Super Bowls where he won, carried just over a thousand yards, but got 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns. Um, and uh, LeGarrette Blount, uh, you know, let's be honest, LeGarrette Blount's really the back of this second dynasty. And LeGarrette yeah. Blount, I think he did the numbers, was 42 touchdowns in 58 games. That's pretty damn impressive. And, yeah. um, and so if you ask me, Belichick, he wants a tough back. I look at Leonard Fortnette. I bring him up. I, I would take him over someone like Sonny Michel. Now, he's had a disappointing career. Had a good year last year, though. Picked it up. Right. He realized my career is heading the wrong way. Sort of a, and I don't want to say the, the word punk, but he was tough to coach and not really a hard worker. That was not the case last year. So you put someone like him, he's 230 pounds. Sony Michelle's 215. There's a difference. And yeah. he, he would be more, in my opinion, more of the Corey Dillon, LeGarrette Blunt, touchdown guy, uh, you well, know, low yeah. yard, eight, seven, 800 yards. And then they got, they got, look, white is going to be white and he's going to be the third down back. Yeah. I almost, you know, it's interesting because I, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to get from Damian Harris because here's a kid that they drafted in the third round uh, last year, which they didn't have a need. You know, Michelle had right. just been drafted, and obviously I, I think that kind of tells you what they thought about Michelle and what they thought about, you know, his injury history and everything like that. But it's like the kid, they take the kid in the third round, and then they don't even play him. You know, and they did and they did the same thing, James White, um, you know, his rookie year too. But and Vereen, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, and, and Vereen, same yeah. thing. So it's like, okay. But but are you now going to use Harris? And Harris is a very different back than Vereen and James White. He's not a receiving back. No. You know, here's a guy who's like, he's a big-bodied back. And so I wonder if instead of making a run at a guy like Fournette, they think maybe Harris can be that type of guy. Because you're okay. right. Like, you know, and and um, Antoine Smith is a perfect example. Like, I, I just, you know, he'd run four or five times, and he'd pick up three yards each time. You're like, okay, this kid sucks. But then it's like, well, if he ran it 20 times a game, he's picking up 100 yards. Because by the right. end of the game, He's just pounding people and he's picking up 10 yards, you know, 10 yards of carry at the end of the game because everyone's gas and he's just running them over. And so I think that, you know, I wonder if Harris is going to be that guy. Um, and, you know, and I don't know, maybe we see a resurgence from Sony Michelle. Can Jakob Johnson step up and be that, that blocking tight, that blocking uh, fullback that Devlin was? And not that he's going to be that level, but he's that type of player. Vitaly obviously is going to play fullback, but. He's not that player. He's more of a utility guy than he's a blocking guy. So I am very down on Damian Harris. And I, so Evan Lazar, who I respect, great kid, works his butt off, loves watching film. He's more of a scout, to be honest. He's like, he's really he's into be the a coach scouting. One day. He should be a coach he, one day. He really is in the wrong profession because he <laughs> cares about stuff I don't care about, but it's interesting. Yeah. And he will, but but he loves film, and he'll you know I don't I don't does he I don't even have if he has a life, but he's I like what he does. But he talked about Harris the other day, in a story, and he and he talked about Harris being like James White struggled his first year, Shane Breen struggled his first year. I mean they were literally nomads, both of them. But Damian right. Harris is not exactly that kind of back. He's a stronger, he's 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 a he's a more of an a yards guy, like he yards after contact. That's what he was at, at Alabama, not fast at all. I mean, that's why he was drafted in the third round. He was thought to be one of the top four backs in the in the draft, but he did, he lacked speed. So I'm looking at him, and um, he had a chance this year because they needed someone to step up. Now, the blocking was not good, so we got to understand that. James Devlin wasn't there. 
So I got I'm giving you know Sony Michelle a little bit of a break, but how many times did Sony Michelle drop a screen pass that Brady just fired at him? I mean, three or four times in big moments did he drop oh, yeah. big passes? And that's not what he is. But uh, Damian Harris, he had his chance. He's an Alabama guy, SEC stud in college, and he looked like he just didn't belong. He got a chance one game. I think that was the. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what game that was. I forget Jets. what it was. Jets and he and he did nothing. And they gave him a couple of carries, put him on special teams. He doesn't play special teams either. I think he's in trouble to make the team. Now, Evan was saying, well, no, he's one of those guys that needs a year. I, I don't think he's a James White kind of guy. Again, I don't think he's that good of a receiver. He's a, he's a better receiver than Sonny Michelle. So if you ask me, I don't think he's done there yet, as crazy as this sounds, because they got five or six backs. We didn't even mention J.J. Taylor. I, I love – J.J. Taylor, here's what I love about him. My favorite player as a kid, you guys weren't even born, when uh, his name was uh, Minnie Mac Heron. And Mac Heron was five foot five and a half. I think J.J. is five foot five and a quarter. And, uh, or, or flop it around. Um, and I loved, I was a little guy. I loved Mac Heron. He ran back punts, kicks, and he got those seven or hundred eight yards rushing, was a decent receiver. But the Patriots, and I, I think we learned with Danny Woodhead, and I talked to Danny about this. He said, if, if you can handle the physical beating, you're not, you can hide under these offensive linemen and the defense doesn't see you before you get to the fourth or fifth yard. And then, they, you know what you do? You die for the ground. And uh, this guy is fast. And I, I'm going to tell you, he's going to make the team because that's a need. Patriots need speed at that position. You know, he's sort of a, you know, they'll, they'll play around with him a little bit, maybe put him at receiver. I think he makes the team. As crazy as it sounds, you know, does he make it over Damian Harris? I think he might uh, because yeah. I'm down on Damian Harris. I just don't think he is what I thought he could have been. I, I kept rooting for him. I thought, I go, Belichick must have seen something or Saban must have told him something. And uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out on him. I, it's actually funny because I, I brought this up. Um, you know, they Bill Belichick, actually, there's a stat. He has only played rookie running backs that were first round picks. The only one that yep. did play as a rookie that wasn't a first rounder was Stephon, Stephon Ridley. Um, yep. And he had, you know, he was a second guys rounder. Like, was, he was a second yeah. rounder. So yeah. that's the only thing that, you know, I kind of have, um, you know, rooting for him and maybe some, you know, it was a crowded backfield last year. Right. Um, you know, you know how much he values holding on to the football. You want it, you want your one way yep. ticket out of new England. You fumble. That, that's your one way yep. ticket out. Look what happened to Ridley. And other guys, that's why Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was here for so long. And LeGarrette Blunt, they hold on to the football. Well, so, LeGarrette Blunt you know, maybe, that ball in the Super Bowl in, against the Falcons. And he got rid of And him, then he was gone. Know? Yep, and he was gone. So yep. it, it's crazy. Yep. I mean, that's that's the one thing to piss Bill off. You take you don't take care of the ball. See you later. But so I, I maybe it's a it's more of a trust factor, right? Come in and redshirt. It seems like that's been the history with some of these guys. But like you said, um, it is a crowded room. And for him to make the team, for JJ Taylor to make the team. You know, I can't see them carrying, what's that, seven backs, including Brandon Bolden, who you, you have to assume just because of his role on special teams is a lock for the roster. But who knows? I yeah. mean, they got rid of him the first time and brought him back, but we'll see. Damian Harris is the one. But, but you know, look, he could – I'm not – look, Evan Lazar said, you know, he thinks he's the next guy. So it, I'm not even saying it could happen because it has. I just um, – I don't think I, – I, I think they're going to give him a shot, and we'll see preseason – He'll be one of the guys where he's going to be playing the third and fourth preseason game, carrying the ball 20 times. 
and we're going to see what he's made out of. But I think really the more important thing, and this is a separate story, is the offensive line, which I think is going to be pretty good this year, at least better than a year ago. And with a fullback, legit fullback, two of them. And we're going to see, you know, it could be one either, um, could be either one, uh, Jacob Johnson or, um, um, who's our guy, D- um, Danny Vitale, who, Vitale. Uh, who, who, yeah. who's got a little nastiness to him as well. Uh, but it's more about nastiness. And like we saw with James Devlin, James Devlin hit holes, hit him like he was running the football and he hurt people. And that's what, what we saw the Patriots Super Bowl win over the Rams is how Bill Belichick wants to run this team. Defense, pressure, cornerbacks, press coverage, pound the football, quarterback, make a couple of plays. If you ask me to drop a perfect Bill Belichick game, we saw it in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Right. No, it makes sense. And, you know, I'm actually really interested in, in looking at the fullback position because Jakob Johnson, I think, is the is the most qualified to be kind of that Devlin replacement. But it's interesting because they bring in a guy like Vitaly who is not that player. And yeah, he's a fullback, but he's not that player. He's more the Kyle Juszczyk. And you saw how much success Sam Fran had using Kyle Juszczyk. And then you see a guy come in, Dalton Keene, as a rookie who obviously is a tight end. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing some H-back and some fullback out of the backfield. And so that's really an interesting spot for me because you're. I agree with you where I think and I think, you know, Spags and I have been talking about this. I wrote this article last year. Spags wrote this article this year. I think they're trying to build that team back to 01, where they're trying to build a strong defense, and they're yep. trying to big, you know, they're trying to do all that stuff. But at the same time, now you kind of see these guys coming in that are kind of jack-of-all-trades fullbacks that are breaking the mold of what you've seen from that throwback offense. So I just, I'm just curious, you know, I want to get your thought on it too, like, I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot more of those kind of Swiss Army guys out of the backfield, like a use check that can, you know, okay, we have, we're in eye formation or we're in strong eye, you know, with the fullback offset. And instead of blocking, he goes out for a pass. And now it's like now some linebackers got to try to cover him or some D end is dropping off to try to cover him. So, you know, I think that's going to be interesting to see. I think it's a, the only issue is, and we mentioned it running back, all the numbers. It's it's hard to have these extra guys. They're not going to bring in two fullbacks. I think it's going to be Vitaly, to be honest with you. Jay, I think Jacob Johnson is, I, I don't, the injuries, you know, they can't deal with injuries. And, and he's he already, doesn't count against the 53-man roster, I'm pretty sure, because he's an international player, I believe. Yes. So he they can carry 54 and, you know, he doesn't count, right? Is that how I it think works? that's for one more year. So, and one that could year. happen, but, yeah. but. I believe what they're, to, yeah. that what they're going to do is they're going to try to, uh, I think what you said, they're going to go back to being a defensive ball control football team. <clears throat> but, you know, Burkhead, that which takes a guy like, why did Burkhead doesn't really fit that mold, which, uh, which, which, which is going to be interesting because either he's going to take a cut or he's going to be cut or Belichick saying we're going to have a little fun here and we're not going to be as predictable and um, because I've, Burkhead look showed his true colors in that Kansas City game in the AFC Championship you know they were able to take Sonny out for a while and put him into the fourth quarter he scored two big touchdowns in the fourth quarter and the winning touchdown in overtime uh, and he's got a little grind to him um, and he's a he's yep. a it's just a different back and I think if you're keeping him you're saying, all right, we're going to be a little interesting here. Whereas they want to go back to being just beat the crap out of you. And that could be it. I, again, 
Patriots football, it, Belichick football is is very simple. It's out physical the other team, outsmart the other team, and make a few more plays. Uh, the only thing on defense that hurts is Kyle Van Noy. They, that was sort of sort of his sort of Swiss Army knife on defense, and that's going to hurt missing him. I do think Winovich separate issue. We can talk about you know another day that that topic because I, I think Winovich could be very good. There's something about him, and he's not going to have anyone in his way this year. He's going to be on that right side, and he's going to be going after the quarterback. And uh, he's got he's a talented kid. Yep, we agree. We were talking about that exact same thing. We did uh, linebackers last week. We were talking about that exact same thing, trying to find that, you know, trying to find someone to fill that void for Van Noy, whether it would be Anthony Jennings or whether, you know, Winovich is the guy that I think makes the most sense in that spot, mm-hmm. you know. So it's uh, it's a big year for him, certainly a big year for him. So we'll see. And you mentioned Burkhead too. And, and the one thing about him that he, he's he's a Band-Aid, right? He gets hurt so much. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's the style of play he plays. He plays fast. He hits holes hard. He's not a type of guy that can take the ball 20 to 25 t- times a game and, and right. run you up and down the field. That's just not him, you know, and that, that's, I mean, it's, it gets interesting. I mean, you see some of those guys and I, I can't off the top of my head, but you know, those guys that hit free agency, you think they're going to leave and they bring them back on a quick two year deal. They use them up the mm-hmm. first year and cut them in camp on their final year of the deal. But like you said, he could help a team. Like if, you know, a competitor inside the division, you, you like a team, like, you know, Pittsburgh or, or Cle- like, you know, teams that are eight and eight around there, what, what do they have use for them? But a team that could kind of use that guy that can plug Buffalo, in. Like yeah, a Buffalo, Buffalo like, or yeah. someone. So you know, I was like, on second and third down, like just, just, you know, touch the ball 15, 20 times a game and pick up yards. There's not many players like Burkhead. You know, he's, he's not a, he's not a 20 back guy, but he's not a three or four or five back guy. He's like, He's sort of in between James White and a running back. He can do a little of both. He's not great at either, but he's he hits holes quickly. And as long as he goes forward, he can get that eight-yard gain that other guys can't. Um, he's going to get hurt if he plays a lot. That's going to happen. So, again, we, J.J. Taylor, interesting, because I'm, if you add him to the list, you, I mean, we could, can't have eight running backs. Uh, you know, right. Bolden, maybe Bolden's the odd man out. You know, he's, you know, he's been around. Is he, worn, I don't want to say worn out as welcome because he adds value. To, I mean, you can't have five special teams players. Just doesn't work anymore, you know. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hey, you never know with the virus. If the virus is playing around in September, rosters could get to 60 and you could keep a couple extra guys like that. So who knows? That's certainly true. That's a good point too. I mean, that's something we hadn't really considered, I guess, you know, we'll see if they, if they do raise that, raise that up. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Look, I mean, if Burkhead doesn't come in at the end of the Super Bowl, Sony Michelle is the MVP of that, of that Super Bowl, because if he takes those carries that, that Burkhead does, he's a right. 115 yards of the only touchdown. He's probably the MVP of the Super Bowl, which is crazy well, when you think about that. And so it's like, I, but having Burkett in there, they were just as comfortable with Burkett as they were with, with Michelle. So it's, you know, that, that tells you what they think about him. Nine rushing touchdowns in the playoffs last the Super Bowl year. They had nine in three games. Uh, James Great. Devlin was, by the way, James Devlin was on the field for all nine of them. Um, and it, it just tells you a lot about what Belichick yep. wants to do. And I, I go back to Leonard Fournette. Now he's 4 million. They, they got 16 running backs. They don't need 17, but if Bell, like, Going forward, and he's only got one year left in his contract, so you'd have to give up something. But my point is, that's the kind of guy Belichick wants to just give the ball to, get out of the way, get first downs. 
you know, first and goal from the two, we're going to score. Remember the Titans game? They lost that game because they couldn't score first and goal from the one. And everyone keeps saying, you know, blaming, you know, hey, it's Brady. It's the defense. Well, no, you score first and goal from the one, you win that game. They couldn't do it. When Devlin's on the field or a fullback in this a a good offensive line, they're going to do it. Right. Well, I think, too. It's a it's a mentality from the coaching staff as it is as much as it is from from the players because mm-hmm. the coaching staff looks at it and says, well, we don't have the guys that can do that, and so we can't call those plays because we don't have the guys that can go out and execute it on the field, and so yeah, it's obviously comes from the from the players because they make the plays, but it also comes from the coaches because they're the ones that say this is what we're doing. Let's go shove it down their throat, and if they don't feel like they have the guys that can do it, they're not going to make that call. Belichick would rather shove it down the throat if he could. So we'll see. He's going to try to do that. And if he can't, that's when they got to get creative. And if if that's going to be the offense, then that may be Burkhead's on the, on the outs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a, it'll with with a young quarterback, like Stidham, like keep drawing it back to 2001. And obviously it's a different game now. It's a lot more speed, but it's still the game, still the game of football. Right. Um, You know, have him throw 20 to 25 times a game, play actions. If you're comfortable, really nothing to the boundary. Boundaries, keep it over the middle of the field, trust your guys, easy reads, and then hand the ball off. If you can if the offensive line is right, it literally all starts with that offensively, they will be fine because they'll be able to run the football, protect Stidham, he'll have more time, and you can make those easy reads. Now I wrote this when uh, you know, last year a couple of times. I, I say this Belichick's perfect game was the Rams game, the Super Bowl. But they don't get to the Super Bowl if Brady's not the quarterback in the fourth quarter in overtime. So we can say that's the team. But that team doesn't get there without Brady. So you need a quarter, quarterback's going to do something special. You just can't hand the ball. Like, Hoyer is not handing the ball off and winning games. You know, you got to make plays. Correct. Well, and that's, I, I think that that's, that's kind of the conversation that Spags and I have had is, is that, you know, if Bill wants to build that 0-1 team, the idea behind a team like that is that it goes 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, and seven, regardless of quarterback play. And then if you have an elite quarterback, then that quarterback can then take you over the top. So that 0-1 team, maybe that 0-1 team finishes 9-7 and with Bledsoe, a quarterback, but they don't make the leap that they make with Brady because Bledsoe doesn't make the plays that Brady makes. And so now you get a superstar quarterback and then they can make the plays, and all of a sudden you're winning the Super Bowl instead of just going 9-7. and And I think if you look at Stidham, look, I agree with you. Stidham's, you know, he's fine. I think he's going to be the next guy. I think he's going to be the starter day one. I I don't know why... Why, you know, he beat out Hoyer last year. I don't see why he wouldn't beat out Hoyer this year. But, you know, regardless of that, if Stidham does turn out to be legit and a good player, Mm -hmm. you're looking at a a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team, if that's the case. Now, if he's just mediocre. I don't know about this. I don't know about this year, but here's what I think. 9 and 7 this year, defense gets better by the end of the year. That makes the playoffs with this extra playoff spot, by the way. And then get better play the number two seed, shock them. All of a sudden, I like Belichick is going to be building for the end of the season with the defense. Right. And then Stidham doesn't have to be Brady game two, but maybe he could be 80% of Brady 2001 game 13 or 14. So listen, not, he's thinking, he's shocking the world, Belichick. That's what I, I the, what they've done, offensive line, um, you know, things that he's done, I, I'm, I, I think he likes this team a lot more than a lot of people do. I agree. I do too. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. So anyway, I think that's all we got. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. We're going to have to have you on again as we get closer to the sure. season or even during the season. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We'll do, 
anytime. Give me a call. Uh, Ryan knows how to get a hold so, of. Oh, before yeah, you leave, his number. don't leave yet though, because you gotta you gotta plug yourself before you leave. I mean, you know, where can they? Obviously, the Eagles are beaten, but like, where else? Where else can they can they see you or, or read you? No, I'm in, uh, it's Eagle Tribune and uh, www.eagletribune.com. In fact, I have a story today. I do want to, pro- I, we, what we're doing throughout the pandemic is running some of our favorite stories. And it was 2005, so 15 years ago, I was 44 years old. I, in fact, I, I wrote it, the story. I wrote a story. I tried out for a um, arena league football team as a quarterback. And What? Yeah, so it's it's up on the site now. Uh, and it's, it's long. I'm warning you. It's a long story. Cause I go through my fo- my failed youth football career. And the, the great part about it was I, I, the coach of the team who used to coach at Duke, he knew he's the only one that knew that I was a writer. No one else did. And so he, he kept joking about it. No one understood his jokes. I did. And if you read the story, uh, it's one of my all time favorites. I wrote it 15 years ago about trying out wannabe QB is basically what I was. And uh, I was always too small. I was like a crappy running back as a kid. I ended up got my clock cleaned and I quit But um, <laughs> in eighth grade. But uh, I, I had a lot of fun trying out. And I went through, it was a long day. And I went through it. I took the, ran the 40-yard dash and did a, did a couple of drills and then threw the ball and realized how bad I was. But I had a ball. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a hell of a yeah. story. I got it. It's up on the Eagle Tribune. Really cool. And it's at Bird Talk Sports is my uh, Twitter handle. So, All right. Well, there you go. Thank you All so right, well, much, Bill. Bill. We'll have to do right, it so- again. We'll talk some uh, We'll talk some youth baseball stories uh, some, some other time. Make sure you tell Max. Sure, say hi yeah, to. All right. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> great up. Uh, Burlington Little League. I can't wait yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> uh, all right, Bill. Take care, man. I appreciate it. No problem, Bill. Talk to you No soon. problem. Good stuff. Thanks.